This is A Fresh Agenda. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity and generate your deepest work. Here's your host, Christina Mendonza. This is A Fresh Agenda, where we chat with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. I'm Christina Mendonza. Welcome to this tiny spot in the podcast universe. Glad to have you here for a while. This podcast is about having deeper and more positive conversations on the topics of creativity and motivation to explore how people create or build their businesses or innovate in their industries. This is episode number 81, and today we're going to chat with Mark Haney. He fits all three of those categories, innovator, entrepreneur, thought leader. I've known Mark for several years. When I was first out of television and launching my business, he reached out and he invited me to an entrepreneur's meet and greet. He offered great advice. He offered a platform to get the word out about my business. And he does this for others too, all the time. It's in his nature. And he's helping so many entrepreneurs get through this pandemic to do some vision casting on what a post-COVID economy looks like for them and what tools they can put in place now to help them bridge that difficult time. And as the weeks drag on, it is difficult personally as well as professionally. You know, many of the coping tools that we have are gone, like the workouts at the gym or maybe a shopping trip with friends, the travel, and all those milestone events, things like graduations and weddings. We're all mourning the loss of those events in our lives. One of the healthier and more optimistic numbers I've seen recently is that a third of Americans are using this time at home towards self-improvement. Now that may be upskilling in your professional life by taking some kind of online course. Uh, Some people are writing music or they're starting that book that they've always wanted to write. I know in our family, we've been working our way through some master classes, and some are fun as well as educational. Like last weekend, we took a master class with James Suckling. He's an international acclaimed wine critic and journalist, and he teaches wine appreciation and wine tasting, specifically on wines from the Tuscan region. So uh, we went out, we bought about four Italian wines, or I should say we sent my husband out. He's the one that goes out for the family. Not too expensive. But uh, they made a beautiful wine tasting for a blind wine tasting. We put together a charcuterie board. We got dressed up. We took some pictures. And we spent Friday night taking the class and doing our own blind tasting. It was a wonderful way to spend the evening. And for a few hours, everything felt pretty normal again. It got us out of our athletic wear, too, which was key. (laughs) Made us feel like we were having a night out. Just one of many ideas, and I'd love to hear about yours. You can reach out anytime at Christina at MendonzaMedia.com. Christina at MendonzaMedia.com. What are you doing to pass the time in your own home besides hanging out on social media, right? Or you can always go to my website, too, to reach out. That's MendonzaMedia.com. Okay, before we get to Mark, a word about my sponsor, MyCEcourse.com. It is a multimedia education option for state compliance, professional growth, and engagement. The courses are deep dives into specialized topics while meeting all curriculum and legal requirements. Our custom LMS platform allows certification with the nation's most respected HR, legal, and state insurance agencies. With a team of attorneys, insurance professionals, and award-winning broadcast personalities, we make continuing education both informative and interesting with relatable, reliable, and targeted storytelling. We just finished an educational documentary on sex trafficking that's been picked up by several trade groups, and our documentary on sexual harassment was just endorsed by the California Dental Board. It is education that is relevant and compliant 
mycecourse.com. Tell your HR professional about it when you get back to work and have them reach out. So my guest today, Mark Haney. Now, if you are involved at all in the entrepreneurial world in Northern California, you know his name. Not only has he started dozens of businesses, he has and continues to work with entrepreneurs on their own businesses. He is the president of the Sacramento Entrepreneurs Organization and runs his own Haney Biz Solutions for Entrepreneurs. He has a podcast, a radio show, and has not only put his moral support and business acumen to work for others, but his money, too. He's invested in quite a few businesses. He is optimistic by nature, always ready with encouraging words. And today is no different, despite the fact that we are currently going through an unprecedented disruption of not only our business lives, but our private lives as well. Joining me now is Mark Haney. Thank you so much for making the time, Mark. I appreciate it. You bet. Glad to, uh, glad to be here. Okay, so these are weird times, and we're going to get to all of that, and I want to know how you are helping um, your colleagues and fellow entrepreneurs kind of navigate during these times. But, but first of all, you're very well-known regionally, and I just want to know a little bit more about how you got started. Tell me how you came to be in the Northern California area and how you started in business. You bet. I grew up here. I went from newspaper route to video stores to security distribution to now uh, helping entrepreneurs be entrepreneurs. We uh, recently started something called Haney Biz about four or five years ago. And we're back in the hometown entrepreneurs. And I'm, I'm investing. I think I've invested into uh, 40 or so local companies. Um, but we're also providing uh, expertise and really building a community where entrepreneurs are helping other entrepreneurs. You know, when I um, made my transition out of television and started my own business in 2017, you were, if not the first, among the first people to reach out to me and and offer me help. And, you know, starting my own business after having been a W-2 employee for you know decades was intimidating. And the fact that you reached out to me, I, I will never forget that and never forget how you invited me to that first entrepreneurial um, um, conference that we had over at Haney Biz. Uh, yes. When did you make the pivot between having your own business and helping others? We sold our companies in the 2010 timeframe, 2010, 2011. And from there, it was sort of like, what do I want to be when I grow up? So I started helping entrepreneurs and investing into entrepreneurs kind of as a, uh, just something to, you know, occupy, occupy my time. I think I was 45 or 46 at the time and wasn't ready to uh, hang it up completely. So that led to the idea of how do I help more entrepreneurs through sharing stories? So, so someone like yourself who has a, uh, a great following here locally and you're, a, uh, you're great on the stories, it's fun to bring out uh, stories of someone like yourself who's starting a business. Um, so I've told the stories or helped share the stories, maybe similar to you, of, of all the leaders in the Sacramento region. Um, and hopefully that's a going to be inspirational at some level. And now it's becoming more educational as well. So um, it's, it's, it was sort of like a, uh, a hobby that got uh, that I've gotten serious about. Yes, definitely. And you have highlighted so many entrepreneurs. What are some of the threads of similarity that you see in entrepreneurial people? Like, for instance, I always think optimism is something that I, I find is really just kind of ingrained in a lot of entrepreneurs. What do you see? 
the one thing I see in the most successful entrepreneurs is a level of humility. Um, some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the Sacramento region, I've got, I've got a chance to know them. And so they start with this big dream, but I think their, their humility sort of uh, keeps them grounded. But I do think you need to be optimistic by nature because there's a very high percentage of small businesses that fail even in the first five years. And uh, it's really the ones that have the staying power and the, per, the ability to persevere. Those are the ones that make it through um, the challenges because every small business is going to face crazy challenges that are unexpected. This, the one we're in at the moment is uh, I think flooring even the most successful of entrepreneurs. We're all uh, reeling at some level and stepping back and taking a pause. So um, the big dream is still there, but uh, we are at some level in uh, a lot of us are, are in a regrouping mode right now. Right. I mean, it has been kind of just, uh, at, at least for the short term, a disaster for a lot of entrepreneurs and small businesses who are wondering how they're going to make payroll in the next few months and make rent. Uh, what are you doing to kind of help the, the folks that you are working with through that? Are you saying, hey, let's look out three months or let's look out six months or let's look out to what a post-coronavirus economy looks like for you in the future? Yeah, we are doing that. I've got one of the companies that we have um, within Haney Biz is a is an accounting firm that kind of does uh, CPA type work and bookkeeping and that kind of thing. So our, we have clients, and then I have my portfolio company. So and then I have the people that come on our show, and so I'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, and some of them need help putting together a plan. And so as you're as you're thinking about like what as you hit the pause button for a second or step back and take a time out to regroup, you do need to put together a real financial plan because there's a, so much uncertainty for, for most of us, for most of the entrepreneurs. And so what I'm recommending that people do in their plan is number one, you've got to know your numbers. And so the beginning stage of that is like, okay, what do I have? What are my assets? Um, what are, what is my uh, projected cash flow? And what I tell people is, kind of do a, uh, a best case scenario, uh, a worst case scenario, and then kind of a, a base case type scenario. That way you have, um, you can step back from it and look at it and go, well, it could be one of these three ways. And then within the plan, as you gather more data, as more information uh, becomes available, um, you can kind of uh, tweak up and down some of those resources. Because I think that's a big thing right now is, you know, have a plan, but how you allocate those precious resources is the number one decision that any entrepreneur, any CEO needs to make to be successful in their business. And uh, I think now more than ever, those resources, um, you know, we're concerned about running out of some of those resources. So that's the number one thing I think is, uh, number one, you, you got to stay calm and, and, and have the right mindset. Number two, how you make a plan for how you're going to allocate those resources. This has to be the ultimate of black swan events. Uh, just in that it, it has just um, slammed people uh, across the board. But what do you see? I mean, is there anything in your past, any unexpected turn of events that maybe helped you understand 
how to step back and plan for this unexpected event? Hmm. I've had a couple of, uh, I've had one, I guess I'll call it near-death experience that, that comes to mind uh, as we pivoted from video stores to uh, security. We had loaned a guy some money and he couldn't pay us back and he filed bankruptcy and it was a short-term loan. And so we went in and, and, and took uh, a company out of bankruptcy. And at that point, uh, we, we discovered that all, all our creditors had put us on hold and so on. So as we were sort of pivoting from uh, video stores to get into the security business, um, all of a sudden we were, we were sort of devastated on credit hold, running out of money, um, all the things that I think a lot of us feel, you know, right now in, in many cases. And, um, we, uh, yeah, I think that that helped me because one of the things I did is I, I really focused on the inner circle and we, we developed, uh, kind of this mentality is there's no problem more sales won't fix. And for us at that time, uh, it was key. I also, and so we weathered that. We we sort of sold our way out of it and uh, got ourselves off a of credit hold and so on, and went on to build a company with uh, several hundred people. But in this particular, and then the next time that that happened, that's maybe closer to this because that was one where I sort of made a a bad decision. We turned it into a good decision. That was kind of interesting. This one, people are. Um, not haven't necessarily made bad decisions. So this bad decision to loan and to do a risky loan, that's on me. Now I had to sell my way out of it. But this particular one is, uh, it's, it's somewhat reminiscent of the 2008 crisis. And when Lehman brothers filed bankruptcy in September of 2008, we took our team, our, I took my inner circle and we stepped back from that. And we had to make some very, very difficult decisions around compensation, how many people are going to be on the team, uh, how we're going to come up with a, a focus. And I think having that inner circle on my side, uh, and it was my brother and I and my business, and having that inner circle on my side was probably the most uh, important piece of surviving the 2008 crisis. And so as I, as I think about this one, I'm like, okay, you know, we've got, I'm helping a lot of businesses. I have uh, operating businesses. I think this is a time where we have to get our inner circle rallied around whatever the plan is and sort of over communicate on a daily basis, how we are going to survive together, knowing that probably going to have to make some very, very difficult decisions. Uh, that's actually a good segue to um, the talk of or the conversation I want to have with you on networking. You've created, um, you know, opportunities for entrepreneurs to network and get to know each other. And entrepreneurism, at least in my personal case, since I'm a solopreneur, um, has been kind of isolating. It can be at least isolating. How important is your networking group and uh, having someone to bounce ideas off of and bounce things off of? You mentioned the inner circle, but what about the overall networking? group, finding out what other businesses are doing that's working. You bet. And I would still say to somebody who's a solopreneur, um, make an inner circle. Uh, so, so you need somebody who uh, knows finances, you know, you need somebody in your life in these different areas and that should be, uh, that you're going to really lean on. 
but the broader community, I think, is also in, important. And because nobody builds a great company alone, and nobody's going to survive this crisis alone, it does take uh, more than one pe- person. And I think from a uh, uh, how do you get your information? How do you stay sane? Um, a broader community can be very, very helpful. I'm the president of the Entrepreneurs Organization of Sacramento. Um, I also have my own Haney Biz entrepreneurial community, which is filled with startups and investors. And we we do small groups, right? So I have a uh, a daily huddle that I'm doing right now where we're doing these video chats and really just sort of experience sharing so that we, uh, I think we feel a little bit less alone when we hear other people that um, are going through it in the same way. And I think also it can be hopeful because some of the entrepreneurs right now, I think many of them uh, are really finding a way to attack from a different direction. So as you hear somebody else um, pivot in their business or take a different approach, that can um, be inspirational, number one, but I think we, it, it sort of gets creativity going and, and people can kind of help each other. Hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And you know, if you do that in your own mind, that's only going to get you so far. If you can bounce it off of bounce your ideas off of other people, get their feedback. Um, that can be huge. It can be the game. It can be the difference. Right. Right. What are you hearing in those groups that the one that you're both president of and the, and the Haney biz group, are you hearing a lot of um, despair? Are you hearing um, more optimism? Uh, are you, are you seeing light bulbs go off as people find uh, ways to approach things differently? All of the above. Um, I, I'm thinking about some of my portfolio companies that are uh, basically shut down, right? People that are in um, certain industries, we are, you know, they're stuck. One of, one of them is a sort of an entertainment type business. And they're staying mentally strong, but they're having to deal with things like, how do I pay my lease? How do I negotiate with the landlords? And these kind of things can be very stressful, Others of them have found a way to, one of them is a restaurant and they found a way to focus more on takeout. And so, and they've, you know, trimmed back their staff and they're actually succeeding as a, as a takeout business. Um, and then others are, they're really, in the, they were in the right place at the right time. One of one, a couple of them are in uh, food delivery. One of them is the largest organic meal delivery company in the, in the U S um, and they're based here out of Sacramento, Trifecta Nutrition, and they're doing really well. Another one is uh, delivering food for grocery stores. Uh, food Jets has pivoted to uh, to delivering. Uh, they they did a lot of stuff to, at the commercial level, but with nobody at work, they partnered up with grocery stores, Rayleigh's in this particular case, and they're doing. You know, there's a really sh- there's a shortage of people that want to deliver meals right now. So people are adapting in a uh, in sort of an inspirational way. Um, but there are some people still out there that are waiting for that PPP loan, which has really got a lot of small business people sort of uh, panicking where you, you turn on the TV and say, yeah, do the PPP loan. That'll kind of buy you a little bit of time. And then you go to apply and the banks have you on hold, right? So we're going through this little window of time at the moment where people are beginning to panic a little bit over the PPP loan and what, uh, how they're going to uh, basically finance their way through this, uh, you know, this period of time when nobody can really go to work. 
Right. It's a bri- it's supposed to be a bridge, but people are having a hard time getting to that bridge. We've talked to, um, just on, on KFBK, we've talked to listeners who both have been jumping through hoops for the last few days, and it seems like they get more questions and a different application and are having a difficult time. And then others who say they've already gotten their, the second part of that, the disaster assistance, economic disaster assistance um, grant that's already hit their bank account. I mean, how, um, how in the entrepreneurial circles that you're in, are you talking to folks about applying for both? And are you finding they're having more difficulty? Have you um, come across any that have had success? Yeah, the PPP loan is uh, the one that is probably the uh, the hottest product on the market because it becomes a grant. Basically, if you, if you uh, keep your payroll at a certain level, you get uh, two and a half months worth of uh, a pay of a payroll. You can spend it on employees uh, as long as you keep the same number of employees and you keep the uh, the same amount in wages. You can spend it on employees and uh, and rent and, and utilities and so on. So that and that becomes a grant. So there's really this mad dash for that. The disaster loan is uh, is less popular at the moment, although it's uh, it's something that uh, many many people are doing, you're not supposed to use the, uh, the proceeds for the same purposes, um, but many, and, and then you have to pay it back if you, if you do the, uh, the EIDL is what they're calling it. So that's kind of the difference is that the PPP is the one that's a grant. And so you have to go after that right now. And that's available to basically all small businesses that were anybody over five under 500 employees that, um, that was affected by this uh, by this economic downturn uh, or collapse, if you will, this uh, coronavirus. It, everybody, virtually everybody, is applying for that if you're under 500 employees. Right. So, what would you say as folks are listening to this? Uh, perhaps they're entrepreneurs, or or they uh, they're even within a company. What are the five tools, or three tools, or or Haney's tools that you need to kind of approach this new economy, this post pandemic economy? Yeah, I think number one, I think winning in entrepreneurship, it, it always begins with the right mindset. And so we, I think, um, as I mentioned, take a time out. It really is important to take a time out and make sure that you are emotionally ready to make good decisions. And that uh, many cases is sort of reminding yourself. I like to uh, sort of remind myself, I guess, number one is uh, why did I start this business in the first place? What was the purpose? What, what is, what was, what's my vision? Where do I want to take this thing? Because you might, we might be running into a, a something that really uh, slows us down on, on our mission, but being able to remember why we started our business in the first place and what we really want to accomplish. Because I think if, if you're in survival mode today, you don't want to lose sight of the real purpose of this thing. So, um, and so I think that's number one is why did you do this? And a lot of us, it's for our family, right? So it's, uh, you know, try to put food on the table for the family. But number two, you've got to put together, we talked about it a little bit, you've got to put together a financial plan and that, that gives you the different scenarios, right? The best case, uh, you know, worst case and, uh, and the base case. And I think if there's anything that I see people doing is doing that alone. I would say one of the things you need to do is make sure you have somebody on your team in your inner circle that's good with the numbers that can really 
pull your information out of QuickBooks or whatever uh, accounting software you're using, understand what that business is because the decisions that you make around uh, the business plan, these are the, uh, the decisions we must get right. And I would suggest don't do that alone. So talk to your CPA, talk to a financial planner, somebody who understands what your overall vision is so that you're, you're working in conjunction and, and you're not a little taking bits and pieces of information and trying to put it into your master plan alone. And I think somebody on your side that really knows the numbers is huge. And then the other, the other thing that uh, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, we touched on this a little bit, but your but our inner circle and getting we need to over communicate to the people who are remaining on our team so if the people who are going to stay on the team uh the people who are in the inner circle the people in our family who we are uh working to provide uh you know support for we have to over communicate what's going on and for a lot of us that's uh, with our mouth right we're letting them know we're communicating outwardly i think the other part of that is listening what's important to your inner circle what's important um at home and and i think you um if you're not communicating by uh by speaking what the plan is and by listening to your team's information your customers information you're uh you're really gonna miss i think an opportunity so um and so we have to communicate do you so think there is, op- I, I, yeah, I love that. I love the mindset, the plan, your inner circle, listen to your customers. Those are all um, fantastic uh, the, the tips and advice for, for entrepreneurs that are really kind of feeling it right now. What, um, what do you see for, I mean, you have like your own companies, you have other entrepreneurs that you're helping a lot, I'm sure on your shoulders. What do you do? What is a habit? What is something that you do to uh, sustain your creativity and your energy and to come up with new ideas on how to help people? Interesting. So um, I'm very habit driven and all my routines have been turned upside down. Uh, I like to go to CrossFit. Can't go to CrossFit. I, 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 you know, I like my routines that have to do with working out. So for me, finding a way to make sure that I get a sweat on every day, right? I have to go. So I, I, I took up running again because you know there's nothing that's holding us back at this stage from uh, going out and uh, running. So I, I, you know, that's my way of, uh, you know, I even discovered a runner's high yesterday, which is something you can kind of get in CrossFit a little bit, but. I just, I've got, so I've, I've enjoyed, I've begun to enjoy running again. And so that's something that's important uh, for me. I also think uh, if I had a, a second one, it would be jotting down um, uh, journaling a little bit so that I can remind myself, I guess, of what, what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to accomplish and why I'm trying to do this and kind of tracking things to it. It helps me to write it down. And then the third thing, this is a habit that uh, didn't change. This is probably the most uh, rewarding habit for me is every day I still go into the office because I, I own my own building. And so I've kinda, I can kind of get away with it. Um, I, leave the, I leave early in the morning. And I give my wife a hug and we kind of tell each other everything's going to be okay. And it's sort of that comforting 
time. It's what I, when my son was in Afghanistan, I think, you know, he was shot in Afghanistan and during the, this is a little bit like that. I think for a lot of people. So when you're, when you, when people like, if you have a healthcare worker, uh, that's in your family and they're walking into the hospital every day, it's like, they're going to war, right? This is like, there's some people that are at this level of, you know, not, this isn't, this is more than money. Right. And so, I think we have to understand that everybody's kind of in a different position. This is more than just, you know, uh, our, our livelihood, which is very important. But, you know, people we love are uh, risking their lives. And I think so my wife and I started that practice back when he was in Afghanistan. And so you have somebody in your life that is like your soulmate. Uh, stay by them. It is huge. I totally agree with you. My husband and I do the same thing for each other. And I think that that is crucial. And, and I feel for the people who maybe are single and, and uh, you know, doing the stay at home on their own. And as friends, we can all try to reach out to them and try to provide some of that for them as well. It really feels one thing that happened that's happening for me. It's happened twice now. It's kind of weird in the last couple of weeks. I've had somebody in Starbucks. You know, I'm driving to the drive through at Starbucks. I've had somebody buy my drink, paying it forward. These little things, I think they make us feel right. When you do something nice for somebody, I know somebody felt good about doing that, right? I felt good because I got a free, uh, free coffee, but I mean, so it feels good to receive, but it's also kind of that uh, reminder of uh, humanity and that, you know, a little bit of gratitude, doing nice things for people, even if it's something small, even if it's four bucks or three bucks for coffee or uh, a smile to somebody, uh, or, you know, these little, these little things help us feel good inside. Um, if you can do nice things for people and, uh, so a little bit of gratitude and a little bit of demonstration of that gratitude on a daily basis can make a huge difference in your mood, right? It really makes us feel good to do something for other people. Right. Well, you, my friend, bring a lot of that into a lot of people's lives. And, and you've cheered me up today. I've enjoyed the conversation. You always have such a positive attitude, even during a global pandemic, Mark. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we have our ups and downs, I think. And, uh, you know, when I'm talking to Christina Mendoza, I'm, uh, I'm a little more positive, I have to admit. So thank you. I really appreciate what you do. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help you or your community, your audience, um, you know I'll do whatever I can to help. I appreciate it. How do people reach out to you? How do they find Mark Haney? Oh, so I'm at the Mark Haney is my uh, social media handle, so Instagram and LinkedIn and so on, or go to HaneyBiz.com, H-A-N-E-Y-B-I-Z.com, and you can get on. I've, I'm, I've decided that until further, until it's not needed anymore, I'm going to answer any question of any small business person in Sacramento. So I'm doing a nightly Haney Biz huddle. And if you want to talk to me, bounce your idea off of me, um, share what's going on in your world, and uh, maybe talk to some other entrepreneurs, I'm doing that every day at five until it's not needed um, or if you know, people get tired of doing it fine, but uh, we're all sequestered and you don't want to, you don't want to go through this crisis alone. Okay. And that's fabulous. That's wonderful. What a resource. So um, they can just find you and uh, join your huddle nightly to get those questions answered. Mark Haney, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate it. Thank you, Christina. 
I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Mark Haney, just a really just quality person and doing so much good for so many entrepreneurs who are struggling right now. Um, He was hard at work at it uh, when we were in a great economy, and he's there for folks in a tough economy as well. And you can reach out to him at HaneyBiz.com. A few of the things that he said that really stuck out to me, the Entrepreneur's Toolkit for this post-pandemic economy, mindset. You want to take time out and, and take a good look at your vision. Is it in the right spot? Does it need to change? Remember uh, what you are uh, put on this earth to do. Have a plan. Come up with a best case scenario, a worst case scenario, and a base case scenario. So have three different possibilities in this post-COVID economy. Also, really hang on to your inner circle. Lean on your inner circle right now. Over-communicate with the folks that are in that inner circle. And listen to your customers as well, because they're going to be telling you things in the weeks and months to come that are going to be valuable to you in setting your agenda going forward. So great topics from Mark Haney. Um, Also, Gratitude. So one thing he mentioned, I talk about it a lot on this show, is just living in gratitude. If you bake a couple of uh, loaves of bread, give one to your neighbor. Share what you have, and we're all going to make it through this together. You hear that all the time. I know it's a cliche, but truly, that is the way we're going to get through. Hope you enjoyed the conversation again. Uh, Don't forget about mycecourse.com. Tell your HR director about it. It's already the training company of preference for many government agencies and companies. Again, mycecourse.com. And don't miss the KFBK Morning News. It is Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. Sam, Shane, and me, we're just a couple of journalists with about six decades of news experience between us talking about the news with you, doing it every day. It's a very different morning news program, perspective, depth, analysis, and fun. If you're in Sacramento, it's at 93.1 FM or 1530 AM, or you can get us anywhere in the world on the iHeartRadio app. Just download the app and look under KFBK. We're on Monday through Friday from 5 a.m. until 9 a.m. We're also doing something pretty interesting. A group of my journalist friends and I um, have put together the show called Frontline Perspectives. Uh, We usually put it out on Saturday night, Sunday morning on all of our social media platforms. These are conversations with storytellers and journalists from around the globe. And we're doing it specifically for the COVID-19 pandemic. So we're talking about what's happening in different countries. It gives you kind of a quick 15-minute look around the world at how different countries are handling the pandemic. I want to thank you so much for being here. My name is Christina Mendonca. This is called A Fresh Agenda. Let's stay connected. Conversations to connect your productivity and creativity. This is A Fresh Agenda. (laughs) 